Well, good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you. Uh, give me just a few minutes of your time, and let me share a sermon with you that I have entitled, The One Thing I Want. On a sultry September afternoon, my son Jonathan called me. He was on a week-long bow hunting trip down in McCormick County, South Carolina. And he asked me, Dad, you think you could get away and come down and spend a night? I started making excuses. I said, no, I don't, I don't think so, son. Uh, two reasons. One, I was very busy. I wasn't lying. I'm, I don't know if I can do that. And Number two, it was hot. And I'm not real crazy about hunting in the heat. That just doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. And he said, well, Dad, I'm making a big pot of homemade chicken and dumplings, and if you'll come, I'll feed you. And my boy can cook. <laughs> I said, give me two hours. <laughs> give me two hours, and, and I'll be there. And uh, the chicken and dumplings were well worth the drive down. Now, that afternoon, we went hunting. And if I can remember correctly, as I walked to my stand, it was 91 degrees. And the air was thick. And I can remember that it was so hot and so humid, I struggled to breathe. I mean, I'm sitting there wrapped around this, all these tree limbs, and I'm struggling to breathe. It was a hunt. I can't say that I enjoyed, but I endured. I endured it. Next morning, I got up. I didn't tell Jonathan. I didn't even take my bow to the woods. I thought that night about a place, a very pretty place, where I had wanted to just kind of sit at some point and watch the sun come up. And I thought, well, that's what I'd rather do. So I got, uh, made a cup of coffee, Frankie, and I got my Bible. And I drove over there, got in the stand in the dark, and I sat there and waited and watched as God woke the world up. Man, it was a spectacle. I finished my coffee, got out my Bible. You ever done this? I thought, where am I going to read? You just open it up and you kind of go... That's what I did. Don't do that often, but I, the, boom. I looked down, and the pages had fallen open to Psalm 27. So I started to read. I want you to read it with me. Verse number 1. This was written by David. He said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my, and as we go, I just want to point out some key words and phrases. Look at what he said. The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, and as he say, if that ever, he said, when evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, when this happens, they'll all stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, look at this next little phrase, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I'll remain, here's one of those key words, confident. So I read that. I came to verse number four, and then I read this sentence, this statement. David said, the one thing, you seeing that? The one thing I ask of the Lord The thing I seek most. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, got to be honest with you. I got hung up right there. 
I just kept read, reading that line over and over and over. What, what did David just say there? Let me paraphrase. David said, there's something I want more than anything. If I could make one request of God, this is what I'd ask for. It's the one thing I seek the most. As I read that line over and over, I heard a still, small voice in the back of my mind. Ask me a question, Ronnie, what's the one thing you seek the most? I thought I knew who asked the question. I thought it was God. Before I could answer the question, that same voice in the back of my mind encouraged me to be completely honest. The voice said, Ronnie, don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Be honest with yourself and with me. Ronnie, what's the one thing you seek the most? So, I kind of did a quick survey of my thoughts. What, do I, what occupies my mind? What do I think about a lot? Maybe more than anything. I thought about, what is it easy for me to say yes to? In other words, I'm willing to invest my time I'm willing to invest my energy. I'm willing to use my abilities. What's easy for me to say yes to? I took that seriously. I took that question seriously. I thought about it until I formed what I felt like was an honest answer. Now this Tuesday morning as I was preparing for today, I heard that same still small voice in the back of my mind. I think it was God. And he encouraged me to do something. He encouraged me to get you to answer that question. What is the one thing you seek the most? Now I've got to encourage you this. We all got our answers that we would give in the presence of God they would be the right answers to give but that's not what we're looking for what are we looking for here we're looking for honesty I want to encourage you to answer the question honestly be honest with yourself be honest with God what is the one thing you seek the most you say Ronnie how would I know what do you think about more than anything that's going to that's a clue whatever you find Bounce around in your head more times than not. That's a good clue as to what you seek the most. Look into your checkbook. Where does, what's it easy to spend money on? Or your credit card statement. What is it easy for you to spend money on? Look at your schedule. What is it easy for you to find the time to accommodate? Easy to say yes to. Easy to get involved in. Because if you'll answer those questions honestly, I'll tell you what you're going to find. You're probably going to find the one thing that you seek the most. So here we go. You ready? Time out. Take a few. Take a minute. Nope. I'm not going to give you a minute. We don't have that kind of time. I take 15 seconds. What's the one thing you seek the most?
some of you, it has something to do with your marriage. You would say, right, I've got to be honest with you. I guess the thing that I seek the most right now is I want my marriage to survive. I guess that's what's getting my, it occupies my mind. It's, it's just this kind of where I am focusing my energy, my time. And maybe not just surviving, but boy, I'd love for our marriage to get to the point that both my spouse and I were fulfilled by it. For some of you, you're, the thing you seek the most has something to do with your kids. I'll tell you what you think about more than anything. You think about your children. You, I mean, you're spending money, easy. My ki- you'd say, my kids, I, I just... You know what some of you are thinking? This is, this is big to you. I want to get parenting right, Ronnie. That's, that's, that's kind of my big thing right now. I want to provide my kids with things that maybe I didn't have. I want to provide them with opportunities that never came to me. So i got to tell you, that's probably my, the one thing I seek the most probably going to fall under that category. For some of you, it has something to do with money. Some of you, the thing you seek the most is just scraping together enough money to make your obligations this month. And, and hopefully, man, miraculously, if there was a little bit left over to apply toward Christmas. Some of you, it's not that. You're desperately trying to prepare yourselves for retirement. And, you know, the year we've had in the stock market set you back. I know it did. Maybe you just want more money. I don't know. But you're, if you were honest, the thing you seek the most has something to do with money or, or maybe it's success. You've started a business and, man, it is, it is your focal point. It's where you're putting your time and your energy. One thing I seek, the most, I want to get this business off the ground or you've changed careers. and I just want to succeed at what I'm doing now. And some of you, it's more simple. Your one thing is you just want Clemson to win a national championship. That's all. That's it, man. And some of you hunters, it's December 2nd, which means... You've got about less than a month to kill the big buck that you've been after. And man, it is on your mind. It's your one thing. It's the thing you seek the most. What was David's one thing that he sought the most? Now, I don't want some of you to stop. Hang on here, Ronnie. We, we want to know something. Before we get to old David, you said you answered the question honestly. What's the one thing you seek the most? Well, I was honest with God, and I was honest with myself, so I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. You ready? The one thing your pastor, the great man of God, Ronnie Hodge, seeks the most is my personal happiness. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy life. That's what occupies my thoughts. I look for ways to... Work things into my schedule that are going to bring me pleasure. I have no aversion to spending money or expending energy if in the end it makes me happy. I'm sorry about that. I wish I was more spiritual and I could have given you a spiritual answer like, you know, I just want to eliminate world hunger or finally bring about world peace. You know, I could have said that, but I would have been lying. And this morning is all about honesty. Now to David. What was the one thing he sought the most. Look at verse 4. Let's read the entire verse. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You kidding me? Huh? That's it? You've got it narrowed down? 
to that. I want to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. That was His one thing. You say, what did that mean? Is David saying that the thing I want the most is to spend more time in church? Huh? No. What was he saying? To understand what he wanted, you had to understand that the temple was always associated with God's presence. The Jews believed that God lives in that building. God dwells in the temple. What David is saying is, I want to be wherever God is. I want to be with him. I want to be in his presence. And I want that more than anything. That's what he's saying. David's saying, if I could just make one request of God, I would ask this. I want more time with you. When David woke up every day, he went in search of opportunities to spend time alone with God. That's what he wanted. Now, what do you think David would do when he and God were together? Now, you hang with me, okay? Because I'm about to tell you how to find what you're looking for. Whatever, whatever that answer was a while ago, I'm going to tell you how to find what you're looking for. What would David do when he and God were just kind of hanging out? Let's read the rest of the psalm. It's not that long. Let's begin with verse number 5. David said, For he, speaking of God, will conceal me there. When, not if, you see in this, when troubles come, he will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary or in his presence, I will offer sacrifices with, and I love this. He said, shouts, shouts of joy. Singing and praising the Lord with music. Oh, seven, verses 7 and 8 are big, big in this sermon. Look at what he said. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my big, big word here. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me. Look at big sentence. The Lord will hold me close. Verse 11 is huge. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path where my enemies are waiting for me. Don't let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am, you've seen this word once before, confident I'll see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Wait, big word, patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous, he said. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. It appears to me that I identified at least three things in those verses that David would do when he and God were together. Number one, David would give God his undivided attention. No multitasking here, guys. That's not what he's talking about. No multitasking. When David would go hang out with God, God got his undivided attention. 
He filled his mind with thoughts about God. You caught that, didn't you? David said he meditated on the Lord's perfections. He undoubtedly opened up his Bible and reflected on the character and nature of God. He thought about things like God's love, grace, mercy, wisdom, power, holiness, etc. Now listen to me. What would he, he gave God his undivided attention. God was the center of his universe when they were together. The second thing he would do, David talked to God. In verses 7 and 8, David asked God to hear him as he prayed. David asked God for his help, and according to verse 6, he praised him for who he was and, and all the things he had already done. And number 3, David listened to God. God obviously talked to David. In verse number 11, David said that God taught him and he led him. When David was alone with God, he must have opened up the Bible and allowed God to speak with him. How else could David have been instructed by and guided by God? So the one thing David sought most was time to focus on, talk to, listen to, and enjoy God. That's what he wanted. More than anything. What, what's the one thing you seek the most? You don't have to answer out loud like your preacher did. What was it? I wonder if anyone in this room answered that question as David did. You see, in our culture, wanting more time with God is not a common desire. Not even among church folk. Do you know why David wanted time with God more than anything? He knew something that I'm not sure we know. David knew that if you seek God, you'll always find more than you were looking for. Did you hear me? David knew this. He, he, had, he knew a secret that I don't know that we know. If you seek God, you'll always find more than you were looking for. Now, David sought God. And as a result, he found God. You see, what do you mean by that, Ronnie? David sought God and he found God. What do you mean? He came to really know God. Apparently, as David and God were together, God would reveal certain things about himself to David. Maybe while he was meditating on the Bible, or maybe he was meditating on his life and, and all the things that God had already done for him, God would say, do you see, son, I'm faithful. Do you see, son, I'm wise. Do you see, son, I'm gracious. I'm merciful. I'm loving. He, I believe he revealed things to him. When God and David were together, they talked. David talked and God listened. God talked and David listened. And as a result, David got to know God well. A real relationship formed between God and David. It was a relationship that David described as a close relationship. It was real and meaningful and it was a great source of joy for David. And I think also a source of joy for God. Seek God and you'll find God just like David. You say, Ronnie, how do you know that? Uh, it, it's promised in the Bible. Old Testament book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 13. God said this, if any, any person will seek me with all of their heart, they'll find me. That's a promise, man. When we spend time alone with God, giving Him our undivided attention, talking to Him, listening to Him, the result is a very real, meaningful, close relationship with Him. Seek God and you'll find Him, but you'll also find a whole lot more. 
As we read the 27th Psalm, I called attention to some words and phrases. You know why I did that? Because in this Psalm, David lists some things that he apparently found as he was in the process of seeking God. David sought God and found him, but he also found a whole lot more, such as. Now, you got to bear with me. i got a list, man. You know, I'm a list maker. I'm a graph maker. I, you know, I, I've made a little list of things that David found when he really wasn't looking for them. He was looking for God, but he found these things as well. Like, number one, courage. David knew, i got enemies, and one of these days, they're coming for me. But I ain't scared. Not at all. Why not? David had courage. Where did he find the courage? He found the courage while he was seeking God. Number two, confidence. David said, trouble's going to come. Trouble's coming. I know that. Uh, But I'm okay. I'm not shaken because I know this. Trouble will come, but it will pass. And I'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living again. Where did he get this confidence? Uh, I think he found it. When he actually was looking for God. Third was joy. David said, there are times when me and God are by ourselves and I'm offering sacrifices. And and I get so happy, I just start shouting. Kind of the way some of us do, when when, some of you do when Clemson is winning. And the man, they make the big play. And you just can't, you can't suppress it. You're going nuts. You're loud. I made my wife mad the other night. I'm a Duke basketball fan, and I yelled out. And she was just like, you know, it scared her. She's like, but I couldn't contain it. I was so happy as Zion Williamson, the guy that passed over Clemson to go to Duke, as he made an astounding play. I'm like, I can't suppress it, Lynn. I'm sorry. David said, you know what? I have found that kind of joy. I wasn't looking for it. I was looking for God. Fourth was help. David got divine help. He said, of God, you're my helper. Think about this. Who who rolled up their sleeves and jumped in and helped David in his life? God did. God did. Why? I think it came as a result of the fact that when David was hanging out with God, he would ask for his help. And when the time was right, God would get involved. Five was security. David talked about the uncertainty of relationships in life. He knew that anyone at any time could abandon him, yet he was completely secure in the fact that there's one who never will. God never will. Where did he find the security? He found it when he's actually seeking God, not security. Success was number six. God taught David how to live. God gave David the knowledge, skills, wisdom, and everything he needed to get life right. God gave him everything he needed to succeed in life. When? When David and God were locked up and David was just seeking God. Seven was guidance. God led David. He guided him in his decisions. Prevented him from walking right into his enemies' snares, his traps. And where did David find the guidance? When he and God were just palling around. And the last one was endurance. Number eight is endurance. David knew that life can be exhausting and at times it would be so easy to give up. Yet he found strength and patience needed to endure. And where did he find it? He found it when he was alone with God, enjoying and worshiping God. David sought God and he found him. He and God became close. David found God, but he also found so much more. Here's the great lesson in this psalm, guys. Seek God and you'll always find more than you're looking for. Based on that lesson, here's what I'm recommending. 
Let's seek God first. Let's seek God first. Some of you could really use some courage right now. I mean, the devil is mustering his forces against you. You see that. You feel that. You know it. There's a battle brewing and it's intimidating and you could use some courage right now. For others, you need confidence because trouble has already found you. And you're at a point in your life where you could really use a little boost in your faith. What about joy? I know that many of you battle depression. I know that. And as we get deeper in the holidays, that could worsen. Could you use a real infusion of joy right now? Could you use some divine assistance? Are you facing insurmountable odds? Are you facing some things you've never had to deal with before? Some of you have been abandoned by people you're counting on. Wouldn't it be great to have at least one friend that you knew would never leave you under any circumstances? What about some instruction, some knowledge, some wisdom that's guaranteed to produce positive results? What about some guidance? What about some clear answers to complicated questions? I know some of you need endurance because it's been a trying year and you've already reached for the white flag several times. You need these things. Where you've been looking? You've been looking for these things. Where? How? Where can you find all of these things and even more? Seek God and you'll always find more than you're looking for. It would be wise on our part to make this one thing the first thing. I know that we've all got a lot to do. I know that. But of all the things we're investing time and energy in, nothing has the promise of producing results like spending time alone with God. I mean nothing. The practice of seeking God will greatly enrich every area of our life. So let's seek Him first. Here's, here's what I think we've got to do. Let's make the time to sit quietly in His presence. Let's make that time. Let's make the time to open up the Bible and really search for God. Let's make the time to have meaningful conversation with God. You say, Ronnie, how in the world are we to do that? Now, if you're a Clemson football fan or a Georgia football fan, I'm going to ask you to forgive me for something that I've done. Okay? This confession is good for the soul. Now, I've just got to confess this. Last week, I watched a four-part documentary on ESPN entitled Training Days, Rolling with the Tide. You following my drift? It was a, it was a documentary about the, how the Alabama football team prepares for the football season every year. Now, one of the things the coaching staff would do is they bring in uh, motivational speakers constantly. One of the guys they brought in this year was Kobe Bryant, former L.A. Laker, five-time NBA champion. You probably didn't like him. I didn't like him. Anybody with a Lakers uniform on, I've never liked him. You got it? But Kobe came, and he was the motivational speaker. This is what he told those guys. He said, listen, when you identify what it is you want, maybe you want to earn a a spot on the starting roster. That's what you want. Maybe you want to be an All-American. Maybe you want a national championship. He said, when you identify what it is you want, you got to scrutinize your life. you got to scrutinize your schedule. And he said, anything you're doing habitually that's taking you away from what you really want, edit it. Edit it. 
Cut it out. Remove it. Take it out of the picture. Because it's costing you in the end what you want. Listen, when you and I come to the place in life where the one thing we want more than anything is time with God, it is, a, it is possible. It is available. But I'll tell you what we're probably going to have to do. We're probably going to have to scrutinize our lives and our schedule and determine what it is that's taking that time. And edit it. You know what I did yesterday afternoon? I'm just, you guys are not going to think so little of me when this service is over. But let me tell you what your pastor did on a Saturday afternoon. There were two things I wanted to do. You remember, I'm, I'm all about my personal happiness. There were two things that were going to make me happy if I could do them. One, I really wanted to watch the SEC championship game, Georgia. I really wanted to watch that. But then I knew Duke was playing basketball right after that game. I really wanted to watch Duke. So guess what? I turned the TV on about 3.30 in the afternoon. I cut it off at nine. That's five and a half hours, right? Five and a half. Is that my right? Five and a half? Five and a half hours in front of a TV doing nothing. Some of you guys did a lot worse than me. Huh? A lot worse. Terrible. You were up to midnight watching Clemson and knowing they were going to destroy Pittsburgh, but you had to see it happen. Five and a half hours. You know how I got that big block of time? I edited my day. Oh, listen, Ronnie was on the spot working his tail off to 3.30. Editing. (laughs) I got everything out of the way, out of the picture, so I had the time to do a couple of things I really wanted to do. Let me tell you something, guys. A man that can find five and a half hours to watch TV, he's got time to meet with God. The point I'm making is the one thing that will make the biggest difference in your life. And you say, I've never had time for that. I know. You do. You've just filled in that time with something else. Edit. Your life. Pull out what keeps you away from that practice. Whatever it is that you habitually do with your time that keeps you at bay from God, keeps you just eliminate it. Add this in. When you and I get to the point that we want God more than anything, we'll want for nothing. Did you hear me? When you and I get to the point that we want God more than anything, we will want for nothing. Nothing. Because when you seek God, you'll always find more than you were looking for. So let's seek Him first. I enjoy anything outdoors. I mean, fishing, hiking, outdoor photography, sitting on a stump. I don't care. If I'm outside, I'm happy. And i got to be honest with you. I've never enjoyed a hunting season like I've enjoyed this one. Never. You know why? You say, did you kill a record book buck? Nope. I guess you killed a whole bunch of deer. Nope. I've killed more. Never enjoyed a season like this. 
You know why? Because on a hot September morning, God took this book. And he taught me something. If you'll seek me first. Rather than whatever it is that makes you happy. You're going to find what you're looking for, Ronnie. So this whole hunting season, morning and evening. Whether over some beautiful pasture or some nasty clear cut or sitting in an ancient stand of white oak trees. More than I sought deer, I sought him. And as I sought him, I found everything else I was looking for. And more, Jimmy. And more. Seek God first. And you'll always find more than you were looking for. Let's pray together. Why don't you whisper this little prayer? And just say, God, I want the one thing I seek most to be exactly what David saw. I want time with you to become the greatest desire of my heart. I want to start today, Lord, by telling you that 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 statement, one thing I would ask of the Lord, well, here's what I'm asking. Help me make that time. Help me establish this habit. Help me seek you first. I want you to say, God, I've been, there are things I've been looking for, but I, I see this morning I've been looking in all the wrong places. that's our prayer here at Golden Corner. All of us help us seek you first. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for your patience. You are dismissed.